What's going on? This is Jan Sport J, and I'm here again. Special Sundays podcast, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> the OG Jan Sport J is in the building. Mm-hmm. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, busy, but busy is always good. For we sure. Lo- we love busy. Mm-hmm. Back again. I mean, yeah. I want to say it's been six, seven months, but in that time, you've put out low. On top of that, you've put out two beat tapes. So it's like, right, right. <laughs> we have so much to talk about. Staying busy. Yeah, we, we can always chop it up. We can find something to talk about every time. Exactly. We got to get started with the Christmas beat tape. Mm-hmm. I love that one because for me personally, it was Christmas time and you kind of want to listen to Christmas music. Right. But then you start fumbling through that shit and you're just like, no, I don't really want to right. listen to Christmas music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it was Christmas Day and I turned on the beat tape and I was like, this is the perfect harmony of dope shit and Word. still festive. Right, right. Felt good. I'm glad that worked out. That's when I was really kind of heavy into, uh, I just caught like a wave making beats and I was sampling everything. And so was just doing a couple Christmas joints, Slim and Recommended, trying to flip something like that just for Instagram just to post it. I did like four or five in a row and I was already already kind of thinking about just the idea of putting out more music so i was like well this is a good opportunity to just take two more days and put out a christmas beat tape and see what happens and uh it it got a good reaction um and a lot of people were kind of spreading it around and stuff like that so yeah i'm just glad that worked out honestly because it was definitely on the whim i think like two days before christmas i decided to just go ahead and finish it off and put a tape together so this is perfect for christmas time where years from now we're gonna want to go back and listen to it were these concepts that you kind of thought of or they just kind of happened just happened just uh christmas songs that i love of course the donny hathaway this christmas like it's so soulful as it is and uh i've heard different flips of it but i just wanted to add my own twist to it and the charlie brown christmas song that's always been a classic so honestly yeah i just kind of just got into a zone and i was like let me just flip some of the christmas songs that i like because i'm kind of like you like most Christmas music I don't like because it's so just kind of like corny, but um, there's definitely like the Temptations Christmas and Donny Hathaway and Charlie Brown and stuff like that that, you know, kind of made me think, okay, let me tap in here and see. And then the Stevie Wonder Christmas joint, so. The one that stuck out to me, of course, was Marcy Christmas. Mama loved me, pop left me. Love you for that, my nigga, no matter what, bro. Valencia's boyfriend, Vogel, had me making moves. Crazy. And it didn't feel out of place and it, it didn't feel surprising, but it was a good addition to it because I think if you're really in tune with Jay-Z, you kind of feel him the most in December. He's wrote yeah, the he's song December fourth, 4th. Like. Fourth quarter artist. Like, yeah. Um, and honestly, what that was, like kind of giving you a look behind the curtain, a lot of times 
or I would say recently, the past year, a lot of beats I make start off with some kind of acapella on it, just so I can like have more of an organic feel, so I could do drops here and there just to give it a little bit more life. So it just had the Mama Loves Me off of Blueprint too. It was a whole remix that I did. And I was like, okay, well, let me strip like most of the acapella and see how it feels. So that's what it ended up being. That was actually, I think the first Christmas joint I did just messing around. So once people were saying that one was dope and spreading it around, I was like, okay, well, let me try another one and see if I can keep it going. Are there any others that stick out to you personally as far as creating them and going through the process? My favorite was the Let It Snow one, I think. Like when I was done with that, I played it over and over because I was just so hyped at the way I was able to flip it, the drums and everything. And for it to be like a, a loop, a lot of times that could just kind of come off as very like simple and like, I don't know, not sounding that dope, but I felt like I pitched it to a certain point to where I just, I fell in love with it. And it was a, a Boys and Men song that people were recognizing. So I think that was uh, one of my favorites. And then the Charlie Brown Christmas one, I think was kind of when I felt like, oh, like I might actually be able to do something here. This turned into a dope beat. So, so, so dope. Something you recently posted was the anniversary of Pharaoh, of course. Congratulations on that one. The little baby's getting older. (laughs) But you posted the brainstorming notes. Yes. And I was fucking fascinated. Right, right. For this B tape, was there brainstorming notes or was it something that just happened? I've been so album based and just working with Hit Boy and like seeing the rate at, you know, him and his camp work, it made me get into a mindset of just like working even harder and putting out more music. So with that, I was like, okay, I have my albums that I like to spend like a whole year and do all that nerdy stuff. Mm-hmm. And I have beat tapes I can just get off because I have a, about 300 beats that sit on my iTunes every year. So it's like if I'm doing that every year and like maybe 20 to 30 get used for different projects or placements, then I have 270 beats sitting here that could be working for me. So with that, I was kind of like, let's start putting out beat tapes. So I say all that to say like the beat tapes are very much just sporadic, like off of feel. Like I'm making beats, I'm pulling the ones that feel like they go together and we're putting some artwork that feels like it matches how I felt and we're putting it out. We're not doing too much thinking with the beat tapes. So that's why I'm even happier that people relate to it and you know, they like it because it's kind of scary when you're just going off of feel and you're just putting something out and you're not overthinking it. And I think that's the perfect sum up of Yai. Like even I think on Bandcamp, it says something along the line of like don't overthink it like just go for it Mm -hmm. i was listening to a bunch of blue face (laughs) i like blue face and i like blue face because it all goes back to overthinking like you can analyze the lyrics or his delivery and all that kind of stuff but the homie from audio push price he played it for me like for the first time and i was just like this makes me smile i don't know why but i like the energy behind this like this music so i like it and then like just his tag phrase yeah i I was like that's something i don't say it exactly like him but i say that all the time so like let's put down the beat tape and like it's not too much thinking it's like yeah here's 10 joints for you or 12 joints and i think that's the beautiful thing about music like just enjoy it no matter it doesn't 
have to be this crazy thing. But if you do enjoy, you know, crazy lyricism, it's out there. Right. But just take the time to recognize that somebody like Blueface makes a lot of people smile and they enjoy it. Like trying to dissect it and do all these things. It's like you either enjoy it or you don't. And honestly, if you don't enjoy it, we don't even really need your opinion. You know what I mean? Like Ninth says it all the time. Like, talk about what you like. That's it. Exactly. Because mm-hmm. we were just talking about that the other night. I, everything I don't like, you don't hear me talking about because it just doesn't make sense. And I don't want to give that light anyway. So I prefer to just, you know, talk about what I like. And then I've also, like I said, I'm in a space right now to where I'm just going off of does it feel good or not? Like, does this feel good? Cool. I like Blueface. Mm-hmm. I also like Common and, you know, all the, but hey, I like Blueface right now. This is what I'm listening to. No, that's honestly, it's random, but it's not. It's something I talk about a lot with my therapist. She's like, just follow the feeling if it feels good then go with it if it doesn't like even down to little decisions if it comes down to the music which is such a big part of you then yeah does it feel good or not exactly my favorite on yai is a love within I love that one so much because the Bobby Caldwell, it's such a good song, Mm -hmm. but the way you keyed in on that certain part about a love within was just so important what was that one like yeah and that was just being in the moment i was just going through more just for the yeah i beat tape like that one was literally i had planned to do one for january and uh, we had a date in mind and so i got to i want to say like three or four days before and i was like i could take like these beats that kind of have in the stash and make a tape out of it or i could use this energy over the next three or four days and make all new stuff and just give that to people so I would say out of the 12 joints that are on there, eight of them were just from those like three or four days. So A Love Within was one of them. You know, we all know that record, but when I was listening to that specific section, I was like, that's real heavy. So if I loop that up, how does it feel? And then to go from that just to the hook where I was just chopping up the, you know, the horns and all that kind of stuff, it was just really fun to make, honestly. So that's how that one came together. I love it because a producer is able to take just, you know what I mean, these different parts and really hone in on them and make you feel a different way about the song or relate to it differently. Just all these different ways to take in the music. For this project, is there any process for a track that sticks out to you? Coldest. It's my favorite. a jump to me i feel like every couple years when i make beats there will be a beat that kind of sticks out towards like oh like now i can do this like before i wanted to have a sound like this but i didn't know how to do it yet but now i've arrived at this place and coldest was just like some straight wu-tang raekwon type stuff but the drums were smacking the way i wanted and 
all that kind of stuff. And um, I was actually at a beat cinema this past week and I ran into house shoes and it, it meant the world because I felt like I was getting better with my stuff and shoes pulled me to the side. We've known each other for like 10 years. And he was like, whatever the fuck you doing right now? <laughs> and I think he even mentioned this specific track. He's like, the coldest joint? So that's the one that I love off this this project, hands down, that one. Yeah. Thank you, House Shoes. We appreciate yes. you. Shout out to House Shoes for sure. Man, paying attention. Now, you have talked about it's going to be 12 beat tapes this year. Right. And you've talked about how with the first one, yeah, you kind of went in eight tracks in three to four days, some of the ones that you had in the stash, mm-hmm. and really just feeling it out. So for the next couple ones, do you think it's going to lean more towards making all brand new shit, kind of going into yeah, the stash? I think, uh, I think I'm think i going to try and stick to that. Um, I definitely want to sprinkle in older ones that, you know, maybe rappers haven't used, joints that I love that I could, like, kind of sprinkle in there. But um, I want to keep the energy of just, you know what, like, this is in the moment, this is new. And if it's new, I don't even feel a way about putting it out. It's not like I'm pulling it out of my catalog and maybe it can't get placed for a rapper or a singer or something like that because I just made this yesterday. So now it's yours. It's almost like I never made it. So I don't think about it that much when I do it that way. Mm-hmm. That's just what I'm doing. I'm operating a lot off of field this year. We're trying to do the 12 beat tapes. There's going to be a collaboration tape even albums i'm using it as an opportunity to continue to just put my music out and for a lot of people in the industry to really take notice and kind of you know attract my opportunities instead of you know chasing anything and it's been amazing a lot of stuff has already happened so we're just trying to keep it going just with this this mind state it's so well deserved and just to hear you still growing as an artist is so important like how you said that level up and it's like you've been doing this for 10 plus years so to still have these evolutionary kind of level up moments is so cool especially for the listener because shit we've been impressed since day one so if you're still if you're still impressing yourself like that's exciting yeah you gotta do it the scariest thing is to not think that i had any more room to grow Mm -hmm. so as long as i know i can get to this level where i need to be able to do this sonically like i always have something to kind of aspire to so Mm -hmm. Anything else you want to tell the people? A lot of new music coming out. Like I said, uh, got some placements coming with the game. Been in there with Hit Boy and Nipsey, with Dom Kennedy, working on some bad boy stuff. It's, it's great energy. So if you supported me over the years, continue to support. Talk about me to people because it's working. And uh, yeah, that's it. More music, more shows. We're definitely going to get uh, a lot more record stores and stuff like that for this year. That's that's what we want to do is kind of get out to the people, let them see me, let them see me rock and, and make it for free. But you know what? Just cop some merchandise if you rock with what you hear. So that's what we're trying to do. Just hearing the upcoming placements, like I said, so deserved and just so cool because it's some real L.A. shit, but some real genuine L.A. shit to where they've seen your growth and they know what you're capable of and they're ready to hone in on that. And that's, you know, I I do want to share this story because it's so awesome. Uh, Just getting on Games album. It's been like a whole 10 year just a reoccurring theme of things that happened 10 years ago. So 
working in the studio over at Childs with Hit Boy, I kind of reconnected with Don Moore, who I met 10 years ago. And uh, we just been working on music. And I had a record that I was playing for him. And he was like, yeah, I'm not going to clear the sample, but somebody like Game could. So like, I'll just take the record over the game. And so he walked me over the game session. Press play was in the middle of like 20 or 30 people. Everybody kind of stopped what they're doing because Dom Kennedy walks into a room and says, my boy wants to play a beat. Yes. I'm walking in there and I see DJ Khalil and he's walking in with me. And I'm bugging out because I met DJ Khalil 10 years ago. He was the first person to tell me about pretty much sample packs because he made Mama, I Made It uh, for Jay-Z. Mm-hmm. And so I was telling him about the sample, how I loved it. He's like, oh, no, I have like a band that plays and then I take their recordings. And I re-. so like all these things that I learned from 10 years ago, I felt like in this one moment, everybody was kind of coming back in, even, you know, knowing Hit Boy for that long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everything's kind of come full circle right now. And this is really awesome to kind of experience it and be in the middle of it. I was interning on Games LAX album 10 years ago. You know, 10 years later, we're standing next to each other at the board playing, you know, a record. So it was pretty awesome. So beautiful. Yeah. Just just congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for continuing to give us incredible music, whether it's beat tapes, it's albums, it's placements. Like overall, it's such a great reflection of you as an artist. So I appreciate that. Thank you. Man, we appreciate it. No, the 10 year full circle thing is crazy because for me, this is the 10th year anniversary of me doing my college radio show. Right, so right. it's like even sitting here in LA is super mm-hmm. full circle for me and reaching out to those people. So it's like, there must be something about 10 years. There must be something about well, 2009. Like Yeah, well, I, that was definitely a special time uh, in music out here, especially the blog era. But I also felt like I kind of, not that I cursed myself, but I remember back then I used to say to people, as far as I like, wanted to get into music, I would say if, you have to imagine if you'd be able to do something for 10 years without getting paid seriously on it. Mm-hmm. And if you're not okay with that idea, then don't even try and come into this arena. Mm. So in a way, I almost put that on myself of like, hey, like if you can do this 10 years, like you've been moving around, but now things are like clicking and opportunities are coming up. So it's like, you know, mm. in a sense, I've, I felt like that was God's way of winking at me and just kind of being like, yep. Hey, you said 10 years so here we go he is so. definitely speaking through you but that's such a real thing to say you gotta have a certain mindset to i think to do anything in any creative field like because you really have to build up a fan base and then you have to get them to support and purchase what you do and you have to make your own connections here and there and there's going to be a lot of failure and a lot of lessons like it's a real grind mm-hmm. but it's the most rewarding thing i've ever done in my life so mm-hmm. it's you know it's definitely worth it overall you just got to want it. Yeah, like, there's oh. nothing else I could do. Yeah. I would so tell cool. people and it would freak them out. I said, if I couldn't do music, I would just jump off the ceiling now and like, or off the roof and yeah. we'd be good because I'm that sure in what I want to do with my life. And I also know that's a blessing because there's a lot of people who are still trying to figure it out and I've never had that issue. So mm. now that I've always known what I wanted to do and I've had these opportunities, I just have to kind of push through it. So It's such a beautiful thing to be a part of. If they haven't listened to all the incredible albums, I always encourage them to go listen to the albums. Yes, please do. Now you're getting a B-tape a month. Life is good if you're a Jansport J listener. Yeah. And if you're new, welcome. Come on board. Please, yeah, please come on board. <laughs> all for the new people. What you said as far as talking about it is so important. People don't yes. realize until you say it out loud that the importance of sharing things word of mouth. Thanks for listening, but also 
if you tell somebody else, it makes a world of difference. It sounds crazy, but that's how creative things keep going. I'll tell you now, I've been hearing about Snow Allegra for years, but I'd never listened to her music. Mm -hmm. And my friend just told me, hey, you should listen to this song. And listening to the whole thing, I was like, oh, I should probably work with her one day, hopefully, too, because she's amazing. And like she has a sound, I think that it would sound well together. So that's just off of, like I said, I've seen the name over and over, Mm -hmm. but having a friend tell me, hey, like you should listen to her. That was like, okay, well, let me check it out. Mm -hmm. So it works. Tell your friends. And it's simple, it's easy, and it's free. Imagine that. Exactly. Free promo. (laughs) All for it. I love it. Thank you so much, Jess. Thanks for having me special.